And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. We are here for another guest speaker episode, and we are here tonight with the China Blue, Providence, Rhode Island, alternative pop artist, uh, originally from Boston, uh, Massachusetts, I should say. What what city uh, exactly? Like around Fall River, Dartmouth, Westport, oh, so South Coast. Got it. All right. So you're down that way. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the show. Actually, if you guys are uh, have been a fan of the show for a while, when we did, and I actually I did my uh, research project, the uh, you know how the coronavirus has impacted the music industry. The China Blue was a very instrumental part in uh, you know helping me with that project, and so he's got some uh, music that's you know being put out. Uh, just recently and, and some uh, some new stuff on the way very soon and I figured hey we got to get him on the show for a guest speaker episode he helped us out so uh, he's here welcome back to the show thank you for Sorry, having how- me again always appreciate it yeah no seriously it's, uh, it's a good one I'm excited a uh, lot to talk about with with you you got a ton going on I'm, I'm you know, just watching you from afar I'm, I'm proud and, and excited for what you have going I think your your sound is I think you're that is, I think, the big calling card for you is your unique sound. I think you, you're really doing the alternative, bedroom, almost bedroom pop sound really well. Um, you know, so I'm just curious, you know, like what has driven you to uh, do that sound and, and, and really kind of like throw yourself into, into the pop scene? You know, what's what was the um, you know, what has really developed that for you? Um, I guess. Because I started writing, like, my own stuff within the past, like, few years. Stuff that would be fitting for my voice, but it there was no, like, intention or, like, inclination to do any sort of, like, style or sound. But I guess just, like, some of my inspirations, like, Michael Jackson, like, he's my number one. So, um, like, his voice, like, his vocal stylings and, like, rhythms are, like, I feel like integral, whether they sound it or not. Um like he's been my number one and then I don't I take a lot from everywhere like I'll take from Lord I'll take from the police I'll take from Kanye like I every I I do honestly take from like uh emo too like emo lyrics putting that against like danceable rhythms I just try to mix whatever I'm into I don't know yeah no that's awesome and I think that you know, that has kind of for you developed a, a sound that I think is like your new single, Afford It. I really enjoy that song a ton. And it's interesting because I feel like it's a, kind of like, uh, like you said, it's like a, it's definitely sounds Michael Jackson inspired. It's got that throwback, though, like 80s feel to it. But you have almost like a new age uh, way that you're doing like the synth pop thing. And so I'm and I'm really excited to see like what you have next. And I think it's, it's, it's a sound that is kind of coming back. You're seeing even like bigger artists like The Weeknd get into like that type of uh, pop music. So I, th- I think for you, um, I think your, your voice sounds well with it and sounds really nice with it. And, and, and but one of the things I've, I've as I've, um, you know, done research on you, read some articles, even just on our conversations, uh, it seems like you are such a, you, you see yourself as a writer first. And just from an English teacher, like being an English teacher, like I love that and respect that. So like, you know, what, how did you get into writing? Like, were you always writing songs? Was, did it start with writing maybe like poetry? Like, tell me a little bit about yourself as like a writer. I would say, like, that in the sense of 
not just lyrics but music too i've always been way more focused on like the studio thing than like nailing an instrument like i'm not really like i i play enough to write for myself but i'm not like fantastic at any instrument but yeah and that's my main focus is writing songs so i'm always working on like my lyrical chops ways to get like ideas from my head like into something that's like digestible um and yeah i think that that's where i feel most comfortable and that's my biggest focus like just being super honest treating my music like a diary as opposed to like like obviously this thing's all inflate or make like a story out of but it's very much like from a real spot and i want it to be treated like that as opposed to just like saying random words i don't know <laughs> yeah no I, li I like your writing a lot and especially on this new new song afforded it was very much about uh you know the the dangers or the uh of adulting and and the the uh the anxieties and pressures that come with you know being an adult and uh you know growing up and all that uh, what was the inspiration behind that track and you know maybe uh you know break down some of the like, obviously some of the lyrics for me like i love how um your, your hook is just so kind of blunt and very but it, it just works right it's just like i would buy you things if i could afford it it's just so relatable to i think a lot of people you know what i mean i think that's why it's getting the reception that it is no absolutely like I, that's pretty much it like i have i have difficulty like forcing like i don't want to hide certain things like i legitimately like wasn't in a great financial situation at the time i was going through relationship issues going through uh i don't know just dealing with all my failures and becoming an adult like my parents moved down south so it's literally just me up here i have like cousins around but my support system very much narrowed and um a lot of it everything on this ep too will kind of be a reaction to that like just everything i've gone through during this like year or two or so um but yeah a lot of it's just me taking the piss at myself and it's a way to get over it <laughs> i don't know like it's a way to like it is like i said it is in some senses like emo or like kind of just straight up like whining a bit but if i put it over something danceable then it's way more like easy for me to process and for other people to process yeah, I love I love what you're like you're, you're saying that you're you know your writing's a lot like a diary in a sense and I and I see that and I think that that's an important thing for people that are excuse me more or less you know artists and musicians I think that you know you're writing from a a vulnerable and um, I don't know like just deeper place you know what I mean like something that is is some kind of slice or version of who you are right i mean i know you say you know, some things get exaggerated and and obviously that's a part of the craft a part of just artistry as itself but you know there's those little inklings of you know truth behind your your lyrics like that will i think in essence give you the more i don't know like the the fans that will stay the audience that will stay with you like a lot longer because you're making those connections like just for me like personally like i, I like i just said like everybody can i think can to some extent relate to that struggle of like, oh yeah, I, I wish I had the money to just throw in and and all that. But I, I really like your uh your aesthetic on the song and and the music video is uh or the, the, the snippet on Instagram you have for the music video is, is pretty great. So uh you know tell me a little bit about making that uh that music video and, and when can we actually expect the full thing? I'm I'm getting a little impatient, man. 
I know. I wanted it out a little bit sooner, but we're taking the time and trying to make it as technically impressive as we can. Like, I want it to be a step up. Um, and we have, like, a lot of collaborations in it, too. Like, I didn't want to put so much of the video out, but that's not even, like, a full representation of what it's going to be. There's a lot of, like, cool 3D animation and stuff done by my friend Josh. And I have a great crew. Uh... Mason Pimentel is directing it. Uh, my friend Cole is producing it. I have my friend Mac, my photographer. He's helping out. Um, but probably sometime within a month, I think. Okay. But I think like it will be worth the wait. <laughs> I think so too. Just from the snippet, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can definitely see where this is going, and I, I enjoy it. I think even you have a good uh, on-camera presence too. I feel like. I appreciate That's, that. It's yeah. all methodical. I'm not naturally like that. <laughs> um, you did mention too. You got a new EP coming out, and afford it is a single from the EP. Is that correct? So, um, what can fans expect from the EP? Is it going to be um, sort of a consistent um, sound like like afford it? Um, will it be a little bit less? Um, will it be more experimental? Like, you know, tell me a little bit about the, the message or the, uh, you know, the, the creation process behind the EP that you have coming out soon. Um, I think it's, it'll be a little bit different than Afford It. Like I'd say Afford It's the number one, like, like club kind of like high energy one. Um, but it is very cohesive. I, I had a track listing and then I changed it a bit and now I finally have it. Um, but now listening to it as of like past two days, it's sounding super like cohesive. And I feel like if you like afford it, you'll like whatever else is on there, but it's also not samey. Like I have some slower songs. I have, I do have like an acoustic song on there. That's really personal about a friend who passed away. Um, yeah, I think it's, it comes from me. It'll be like the same type of thing. Like I'm going as honest as I can and, uh, like, I feel like my last EP was very, like, youthful and figuring out the music thing, figuring out, like, my sound. This one will be slightly more uh, packaged, but more honest and revealing, I think. And it'll just be, in the same way, like, a Ford, it's like a reaction to adulthood. It's, like, the same kind of thing. Just a lot of, like, personal, like, anecdotes about what I've been going through and... I continue to, I want to keep doing that, like with every release, but yeah. Well, you're a different person now than you were when you made your first project. You know what I mean? Like you've had different experiences. I think that that's a testament to that. I think there's going to be, you know, I just have a feeling just listening to your old past stuff. And then this, I feel like there's a, there's a sense of maturity. There's a sense of self-awareness as well with it. And so, like I said, I think that that will take you a long way. And, and I, and I appreciate that from you as an artist. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for the EP. Uh, is it, uh, is it okay if we play a little clip of uh, Afford It for uh, for some listeners of ours to uh, to get a little feel for the song? Of course, of course. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. Here is the China Blues brand new single, Afford It. See? 
right? And that was the China single. Oh my God, China single. And that was the China Blues news. <laughs> oh, that was that was good. That was good. A little tongue tied there. Here's the China singles new uh, a blue. <laughs> oh shit. Um, that was the China Blues brand new single, Afford It. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, Mike here, uh, stumbling over his words. Um, currently actually in, in quarantine for a couple of days as well as I had a COVID exposure. So here I am. Just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm out of it, man. I don't know. I'm, uh, the isolation's already getting to me, clearly. Uh, but either way, we are back with the China Blue. Enough about me. You guys don't care. Uh, so he's got a new EP coming out soon. That single you just heard, Afford It. You got the new video coming out pretty soon. And you just also dropped another single with uh, Dev Soder, Shaking Bodies, another artist uh, from Massachusetts that I have really come on to, sp uh, specifically through you guys' manager, Tyler. And uh, knowing he's a Salem guy, I'm from that from that area of Ma uh, Massachusetts as well. And um, yeah, the single's awesome, Shaking Bodies. I really liked his last single as well, The Hills, but... What is it like for you guys to um, have a, a creative relationship and be able to, to work on some music together? I see you guys have been hanging out a bunch, uh, just given obviously the connection between Tyler and et cetera. So, you know, what's um, what's that been like working with him? And um, do you guys have anything else coming along the way? Uh, yeah, um, Dev's great. Um, before, honestly, meeting him, I mean, it's kind of still the case, but I don't have... I would say a bunch of musician friends for whatever reason, not intentional at all, but I like, I probably have at least like even my roommates, um, they're all like media arts and I've kind of viewed the China blue very much like that, but there's kind of like a hole I needed. Like I needed somebody who I can bounce ideas back and forth with. I needed a, I don't know, just even if it's not in the collaboration sense, somebody I can just text like at any hour and just be like, hey, check this out. Like, and in pure honesty, tell me like what needs work or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's been great. Um, me, Tyler and him all get along great. We're all giving this thing a shot together, trying to help each other out. And yeah, he's been honestly essential. He's helped me. He's definitely pushed me to work on my speed a bit which is the biggest thing I can say to him. Like, I, I think he's so quick and like, I look up to that. He's so quick with like writing lines, writing songs, and he's helped me to kind of relax and not worry about some, some of like the little tiny details that I get frustrated on. And yeah, he's, he's been essential. That song was, is really interesting. Like I wrote that hook and sang it in like an hour and a half period. <laughs> and I think it turned out pretty well i like the way it came out but that's a fun little thing about that like i yeah. we didn't think anything was going to come of that really and it just yeah it came into something cool yeah because you you have to that has to come organically right you guys can't just like force make a song you know what i'm saying i mean you could if you're just like you know you know whatever for whatever just to be creative but you know that yeah you like i think i think that's a good thing too to have somebody in your life that'll check you a little bit on certain some of your felt like it sounds to me like you're a bit of a perfectionist. I'm kind of the same way. So I, I get that, that the sense of it, you want your, your product and your, your content to be, you know, obviously the best it can be. And that's the big goal, obviously for all of us, um, making, you know, doing, being creatives and, and making content. But, um, it is some it's good to have somebody like that, that can check you and be like, Hey man, like, you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like you do, you know, give you those like wiser sense of encouragement. And again, I think you, you probably help him in a lot of ways too, that he could, he would probably speak on. So, you know, I think that's 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 really nice that you guys have that kind of 
uh, connection and that you, yeah, it does seem like you guys are a team in essence, right? You guys are trying to all, you know, do this together. And that is important, right? Because, you know, I mean, same with us, like we're building a team over here. And it's like, I've realized that too. It's, you, you know, I don't know. I, I This is the way I kind of look at it. It's like, why, why have, you know, a hundred percent of like, let's say $500 when you could have 10% of like, five million dollars you know what i mean like there's such a difference there like and if you can have a team that you know everybody plays their role and like you guys rely on each other and things like that i think that that like really bodes well because you, you need you do need people in order to be successful you don't you can't do it all alone so no absolutely it it's and it's honestly like they're some of my like biggest supporters and support system and it's just it is really essential and I'm learning even more so now, like now that I have like another musician, I have a few more friends obviously, but he's been like just always there and like integral to like keeping me motivated and like, I, I don't know if I've said it last time, but you need friends that are not just here for a good time. Uh, and he's definitely one that I know I'll always have him, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally understand that. And, and, and I mean, I mean, really, it does come out in the in the music, too, with your guys' single. Like I said, I really thought that uh, it, was, it was a really, really fun track. So like I said, guys, make sure you check out Shaking Bodies out all uh, on all platforms as well as Afford It. And like I said, a lot coming soon from the China Blue, no doubt. Uh, another thing I wanted to, to talk to you about as well, uh, you know, you, so you moved from Massachusetts from Fall River and, and now you're in Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, so I was just curious for you, like, you know, what's it been like uh, that, that transition being in, in Providence? Um, what do you maybe like about the city and what has how has it maybe like helped your artistic growth, if, if at all? Um, I, I don't know. I think I was definitely like born to live in this kind of environment. Like obviously Providence is not like ginormous, but it is definitely a major change from like living in more rural and country areas from like south coast mass um i think it i don't know i just like it way better i i went to north carolina to visit my uh family a couple of months ago and going to that like i realized how much kind of stimulation i need like just yeah. sitting out there like hearing the birds chirp with like nothing to do i was going crazy a little bit <laughs> so um yeah, I I get way less annoyed with like car horns and like people than honestly just some of the country. I don't know. Interesting. But I yeah, I being in the city now it keeps me so much more motivated. I like having something to do always. Um like the fastness kind of keeps me out of trouble. Like if I have too much of just sitting around then it's not good for me. So no, I hear you. Like I, I lived outside Boston for a year, and I will say it was probably like the best year that I ever had in, in my life. Be just and just for a lot for a lot of different reasons. But I think, like you said, the accessibility and now it's a little bit different given you know the circumstances of COVID and, and things like that. But you know, on a regular, you know, normal, you know, routine of a day that doesn't involve a pandemic. Um, you know, being in the city, I think, or near a city is is good. And I, I, dude, I've been down to Providence a couple of times. I'm a big fan. I think it's an underrated city. There's, I think there's, there's two, there's a couple of cities in New England. I think that people overlook a bit. Portland, Maine is Portland, Maine. Excuse me, is one. And I think, uh, I think Providence, Rhode Island is, is another. It's artistic uh, people, I think, in in both. Yeah, um, and it's very, it's hugely artistic, underrated in that sense. But there's like 
it's so easy to like network and communicate with people because yeah. like i don't know in the sense of like boston i feel like there's just it's huge a lot of it's like business mm. like oriented not to talk about boston in a bad way but i think just providence there's a certain like energy here that's like young and uh i don't know there's just it's a great way to network and communicate with other people there's a huge like everybody's kind of on the same page i don't know yeah yeah it's a city but it's not like such a fast city like a boston and i think to an extent i've always felt that way a little bit about new york believe it or not like every time i've gone to new york it for me it's overwhelming i'm like oh like boston's enough city for me you know what i mean Whereas New York, I'm like, whoa, this is... But I will say, like, there's things about New York I really like opposed, opposed to Boston, but it's just such a fast city. Yeah. Even, like, yeah, the energy here is very, like, unique. I don't know, because it is, like, a big city downtown, but it's also, like, really small. So, I don't know, it's kind of accessible in a way that I like more than I've gone out of, like, Boston. I think New York is definitely cool. It is definitely... um overwhelming i would say like definitely I, I would have a much harder time getting what i want to get done and even the cost oh yeah i can imagine that the cost is extremely well maybe not even so now i it's it's interesting because i think because of the pandemic a lot of uh a lot of the uh cost in boston has definitely gone down from what i've heard um just because everyone's try yeah just because everyone like the i guess the i mean and if you think about it, it makes sense right because if everyone's working remotely from home like you, you move to a big city like New York or Boston. This was happening in New York too, where like you move to a big city like that because of the accessibility of the like the businesses and things like that that are that are there to your expose, you know, at your uh, disposal. And commuting from the burbs to get into the city is always a hassle, right? So like you want to try to move closer, and that spikes up all the real estate. But then, as you know, everything went remote. And companies are remote till like a lot of companies even through like the middle of 2021, like they're staying remote. So people want to get out of Boston because they don't want to pay or this New York City because they don't want to pay the the rents that it is to to live there. And so they're getting out and everything's going down again because and people need more space because they realize like what I, I can't like two people that in a one bedroom apartment, right? Can't that are both working from home. Like, how do you even how do you do that? I think it's just generally cheaper overall, like. I mean, I'm doing, I have three roommates, so obviously rent is considerably lower than some other situations, but it's still very livable. Like, I'm, I'm living on the edge a little bit. I don't have a car. I'm kind of just working in the city, but it's it's doable, and, and I'm doing it. So, <laughs> And that's just one of the biggest things I like about it. Uh, and even without a car, I can hop the train, go to Boston, and it's True. a walk away. Like, True. I don't know. I just appreciate that a lot more. Obviously, the country is, there's something to say about it. It's very, um, feels like going back to my roots a bit, but I like it in doses now. I, I much prefer the city. <laughs> yeah, I, I, see, I see what you're saying. I mean, especially in, like I said, normal times, I'm, I'm always a, a proponent of getting, like having access to the city and, and being in, being in the environment for sure. Like whether it's, you know, shows or, and I'm a, I'm a big Celtics guy. So I'm always in the city for Celtics games and even just, just the nightlife. I was always, you know, a big fan and, and, um, you know, different, different things that, that it offers, but yeah, man, no, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's good that you're in a place where you're feeling comfortable and, and that I think that's the most important thing, right. Is like really you being in a comfort zone for you to be 
yourself and to be, you know, the artist and person that you want to be, right? So that's, I mean, we're all trying to figure that out, I think. I, I mean, there's times I want to go to like LA, I want to go to New York, but I'm kind of just playing it by ear and seeing what happens with mm. the China Blue here. And I think there's a lot of people that kind of craving this new england perspective and yeah. there's a certain like difference of opinion and bluntness like i would even say like afford it wouldn't come out anywhere else like i don't know like this it wouldn't come out of la i don't think like there's a certain i don't know i like the area here i don't know i hope that providence and boston would be like the the, uh, there would be more money in Boston, obviously, but I think Providence has potential to be one of those like staple art scenes and cities. And yeah. I don't know what I'm seeing. There's so much going on here. I think it's possible. Yeah, I love I love what you just said about you know the New England experience, right? And the the New England um, voice. It's just not anywhere like it's not that prominent right now. And I think that you know you can talk about boston music right boston based music but you know in essence i mean it's it's massachusetts you know really there's so many different pe like artists from different not just boston right that are dope in massachusetts like even like someone like dev soder he's not like technically a boston artist he's like more north shore but then when you get outside of that it's like a two though thinking about the perspective of new england like we don't have a lot of like nationally known even new england artists right so there's a lot of um not to say that there aren't aren't some, but you know, I think that overwhelmingly you don't. They're not like household names per se. It's the New York, it's the Chicago, it's the LA's, the Atlantas, right? Um, but yeah, no, I think that you're right. People maybe I think here are craving someone or pe not someone, just people to have a voice for New England as a whole. Um, I'm curious though, what like what's the is there a buzz in Providence, Rhode Island, with like a music scene, is, or is it just more or less like? more art like what what kinds of art like i'm, I'm kind of curious it's very um like multimedia like all over the board like a lot of like cool animate like animators t-shirt designers uh a lot of like filmmakers photographers and then the music scene is a little bit underground and i'm definitely not i'm like an outlier genre wise but it's still very much like thriving and there's real communities like a lot of the venues are now shut, so you're not right. seeing as much of that. But um, there's a lot of like friends and connections to be made here. The one artist I there's this girl uh, Henny. She has a song 1800 Slide, and okay. she's kind of popping off a bit. And she's from Providence, which is really, okay. which is just dope to see. Like I want to see more of that. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, but yeah, no, obviously I, th I think for you too, you are, you are in essence, I think sound wise an outlier and there's a lot of things that, uh, about you that are, that are unique. And I enjoyed even your, you I mean your name, the China blue, like that's just such a, you know, out there name, but it's so cool. Cause like it's, it's very, it sticks in your head you know, and it's one of those names that, uh, you know, you don't, I don't think you forget very easily, you know? Yeah. I was reading, I was reading, uh, the article you did with Boston culture actually. And you had mentioned, um, a couple of things in there that I thought were interesting. One of them was the, obviously the name. We'll start there because uh, they're just so it's just China and Blue. Like we're just two names that or like two you know yeah names that you words that you liked and you just put them together essentially. Like it's pretty kind of simple as that. <laughs> pretty much like it doesn't mean anything. Like I'm not Chinese and I don't necessarily identify with the color blue. It's more like a <laughs> Pink Floyd kind of thing. Like the words are just words and right. It works. I don't know. 
no i i think it does too i think it's a really cool uh unique name and um and then i was even reading to some of the people you like influencers that you like like michael jackson and and others name uh potentially name a couple but uh another one that you mentioned was joji and i i'm a big fan of his like i think i think joji's a guy that is so underrated when it comes to mainstream music dude his his latest album nectar was incredible i know did you listen to the song with benet yes oh yes uh after afterthought correct that's the one yeah oh my goodness that that whole album so spoiler alert for like you know really uh, 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 really big fans of our show and you know at the end of the year is approaching so my list week is coming very soon uh, within a month or so so but I would expect this album the Nectar album and, and at least a song from it to be on my, my year-end list of my top songs of, of 2020 because it's it's in albums because I think it's that good and yeah that song after oh dude just the way he is able to utilize the melody and just like the just the atmosphere that he creates i, I just I'm, it I'm just sounds it just fan. sounds like purely him like i don't know he's just like right in his element i don't i don't think he's trying too hard at anything i don't nothing sounds like weird to me like it just sounds like perfectly joji which i respect so much but no i i'm really a uh, big fan of his that's an album that i i've been coming back to so much since it came out um so you guys definitely go check that one out too because he's got some good stuff no doubt about that um yeah man and with you so like what's coming what's coming next you get the ep obviously i know like, i should as i say that you have so much coming next the ep um you have obviously the music video but for, you know for 2021 like what's what's the upcoming year looking like for you like where do you maybe see yourself going or is, are you just more like a one one day at a time guy bit of both like i have a lot of goals and dreams to what i want this to become but i have to take it day by day like it's so hard not to um but yeah i have that have the afforded video coming real soon everybody look out for that i think it's gonna be really good um and then i have the ep which will kind of carry me i'm shooting for the end of this year but if it brings me to january like it'll be around there and then i just plan on keep writing in that format like these six seven song eps for the time being next year i want to like uh legislation permitting be able to focus on the live thing because mm. i think that's like an essential um direction for me to go in uh and i'm really excited for what i'm planning with that and i just want to flesh flesh out the china blue more i want to have whether it's like merch whether it's certain things i i'm planning on just doing all that and make like building the world up a bit more so well, you mentioned that when you jumped on. Actually, I said one of the things I was going to mention. So, the good job. But you, 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 you mentioned that um, on the COVID episode that I did, um, and you had said like, you know, I think it's a lot of it is you know an artist building their world. It, it kind of goes beyond the music. And I, I thought that 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 that's one of the quotes from that that um, that episode that really stuck with me because I think it made so much sense in a sense that like you know you you have to look at it from as as a totality like you know what i mean like everything that's kind of in, in in with it and of course like for you you know the live show was kind of a has been a, for really everybody honestly it's been a bit of a halt but um you know what what do you think you have to work on with with the live show to kind of like or your as your as a performer 
for you to kind of continue to create that entire world and like maybe what were some other things you're doing like specifically to create that that world that you that you mentioned i mean my when it comes to like pure performance wise i'm always just working on my voice because i'm a relatively new singer um and i want to get that in as much top shape as i could before i start doing that and then um i'm working on like live sessions and stuff right now and i because especially for this ep i want there to be something uh like a slightly less produced version of it or like more organic way to hear the ep and i'm planning on doing that soon recording that potentially in a studio probably like three songs from the ep or something which is exciting because i've never done that and then yeah just I'm just gonna play it by ear and i'm my goal is to have at least a show next year whether it's like house shows or whatever but just have to see what happens yeah i really i really hope that we can get back to some kind of semblance of shows dude because i think that like we're all we're, i think we're all craving that because the live streams like i i have seen and i, I we had a conversation about this too obviously on, on the same episode the COVID episode but you know you mentioned like you know the live streams are it's one of those things where you know if it's not done properly it can kind of not be as authentic and just it's kind of not as engaging and even though some people like i had for example like morningside lane came on uh, the show maybe about a month ago and they talked about their live stream uh, method and how it's more like a full like fully produced show and you know their product is great and they, there are artists that are doing that but again it, it just doesn't it's still not the same it's 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 you know it, it's it's great that there's that at least alternative for now but it's just it's not the same as being there like your ears ringing afterwards you know what i mean like all that shit that everything that kind of comes into and it encompasses a live show yeah i think like i'll approach i don't know if i'll do a live stream i'll have to see but i'm gonna put out a set whether it's like two or three songs and i'll i'm just gonna touch it up and produce it mix wise i want it to be still very like organic but i just want i don't know something that's like easily digestible without losing like the live it's a hard balance to find i don't know yeah, and I think that's that has been the sort of the caveat for artists right now is like how do I how do I find that balance? I yeah, and I I think I mentioned this last time too. I think I don't know, potentially the world could be going, or at least music could be going in a different direction potentially with that, and it's more about what we're producing on like the visual content side because hmm. I think the big thing about or half of the thing about seeing your artist live is seeing them. Like, I think that's often, like, understated. Like, uh, there's plenty of bands where, like, you don't care if they're sounding a little sloppy or whatever, but or if the mix isn't perfect, but it's just actually seeing them. That's, like, part of the experience. So I think, I don't know, we're probably working on ways to, like, compensate for that, whether it's... And not in, like, an influencer way where you have to, like, overexpose yourself, but more something... I don't know, more ways to like, yeah, like build the world, so to speak, and like get that like personal connection without like an actual show. Um, yeah, and I'm, we're working on like just getting a lot of footage of me and Tyler, um, just getting footage of like everything that we're doing, whether we post it or not, and working on like documentary type stuff. I don't know, just I think 
half of it's just like the personal connection and whether it's like with a show or not uh i think that hole will be filled i don't know but yeah a documentary would be super cool i feel like yeah a lot of artists are going towards that, that mm-hmm. type of yeah medium. a lot of film like behind the scenes stuff without taking away the magic of it because i don't want to do that either but right. yeah constantly finding out new ways to do it but you said that that artist did they stream on like youtube or yeah i think that they i think it was also pre-record i don't know don't quote me but i'm pretty sure they had mentioned that i'd have to go back to the episode i don't even quite remember the exact way that they said but they, i'm pretty sure it's like a pre-recorded either either it's a pre-recorded set or they do do it live but they they record it as well and then like post it later on to youtube so it's like it's not necessarily you have to like you know watch it on on um like in the live stream but they you know they use like different types of i think like people are using different um like apps and, and and platforms like i know discord is a big one where you can like actually like record the legitimate audio like through discord and then like attach it to like youtube and things like that and so that you get like the actual the actual sound of it instead of just kind of like hearing it through like the phone speakers or like hearing it through like a computer speaker or something like that yeah i something like that or yeah like i said like maybe just like a live session that we try to like produce really interesting with like lighting and stuff and make it like it won't be like on a stage like an actual like concert stage but something that's like visually interesting and then, like, maybe touch it up later on with, like, mixing so that they're getting, like, the best version of or experience of it. But right. I don't know. Just figuring that out, like, all the time. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough thing to, to, like, really figure out. You know what I mean? It is. It is. It's not one of those things where it just kind of, you know, it happens. And, and, and. I feel like a lot of these things, they become, you know, fads and then they fade away a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's all about like, you know, finding the next most creative way to get yourself out there. And I'm, yeah, we're even trying to do that too. You know what I mean? Because I feel like for me, um, I I don't want to be tied down to like Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Especially for like promotional like things. Like we're, we're looking very much outside of that right now to try to continue. I mean, a lot of our, you know, fan base and following is on Instagram and that's, and that's great. You know what I mean? But you know, I thought about it the other day. I was just like, if we're only on Instagram and let's say Instagram someday just like disappears, right? Like my, all my marketing is going to just go away. That's why like I think there's going to be a huge pressure of like, just, I don't know, just building up like digital content across the board. Like I think, I mean, it hasn't been just like a single audio recording based industry in a while like we're past that for years but i think even more so it's going to be like without becoming an influencer how can you like stretch your level of exposure over a like a bunch of different platforms while still making it like cohesive and unique it's i think that'll be the challenge whether there's shows or not i think that's where we're headed towards like very much like mixed media as opposed to just one medium for sure for sure and I'd be yeah at the, at the other breath too, you know, it's like that that will help. And I think you know with shows in a sense, like I always felt like I liked going to. I know a lot of people feel this way too, but I liked going to like festival style uh, shows or like you know when I was going to local shows, like local shows that had like you know five to seven like artists on the ticket, right? And I'm, like just 
to get that exposure if you're a music fan i feel like that is like what we do like as music fans we go out and we try to consume and find new artists that's why i loved you know like like example i've gone to a ton of festivals per se but like like i liked boston calling for that sense where it was like you could go literally find your new like new favorite artists like there was a couple of bands that i really like enjoyed from just going to boston calling you know what i mean that i hadn't known prior and that is kind of a lot without that type of just marketing that you don't consider right like that and, and even just you know financially not being able to to do shows and 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 really grow yourself as 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 a platform too it's 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 difficult man and and you know like i think you bring up a good point though is that regardless of what happens with with shows i do i do agree with you that i think digital uh, new digital ways to to market and and create content that's just going to continue like it, it's not going to stop at tiktok you know what i mean it's going to continue there's going to be all sorts of different things and i think like it's just it's going to be finding that balance cuz it's so like oversaturated too like how many people do you know are releasing music posting it on their instagram saying out now and then right. like i don't know there's something's something's going to have to change or else like none of us are going to grow <laughs> so i think right. it's whether there's like certain artists are like finding these new ways or there's going to be like a halt until there's new technology or something i don't fully know but we'll find out <laughs> yeah we will find out 2021 man hopefully it's a uh a year that was much different than 2020 that's for sure but you know i you know i think the consensus is yeah this year kind of stunk there was a lot of things that were bad about it but you know in a sense there was this was a growth year and i think we were all as just as people realized a lot about humanity about um the world we live in today and you know how we not only consume content and get content out there, but you know, how we just kind of interact with each other, you know, it's definitely, like you said, it's like, yeah, how much do you see that every day, especially being a, an artist? It's like my song, my new song's out now. Like it's out now, even for us, I did, I, I'm involved victim, victim to it too. It's like, oh yeah, you know, new episode, I'll do, I'll do it for this one, right? Like new episode out now, but it's like on all streaming platforms, but it's like that, that's like Lincoln bio, like those, those, uh, those sayings are getting or those phrases are getting so like oh they are man it's like you seeing it people are just like oh they're rolling their eyes and it's and i don't blame people i i i, I agree too like there's i don't even i don't have the solution to that but i know it's a problem and a growing one like th with the accessibility of like music right now it's and other things like podcasts too like that's another one like right just it's so easy to get into and now it's about like the the level of like uh excellence in the content is what's going to help you stand apart exactly but that also is like hard to find when everybody gets the same treatment and level of like exposure you know what i mean yes yes like yes. there's there's like a certain there's still like the top one percent that like is there and we all are like punching up trying to get there but that is that still exists in the same way like before it was record labels now it's like pr companies publishers mm. at like sponsors like it's the same thing right right yeah it's yeah because we'll we will we will see how this uh this year unfolds especially for content creators and just really anybody in general but yeah man nas uh a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. A lot of, uh, a lot of things to hopefully look forward to. And, and like I said, I just want to restate this again. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just really, uh, I'm glad that I came onto your, your, your music and your stuff. And 
uh, I think you're doing really great things in um, music industry and just with you, you know, with your genre and your sound. And I think you're, you're definitely on a good path. You have a good head on your shoulders and yeah, I just want to commend you for all the moves you've made and everything you've been doing and uh, you know, keep, keep going forward, man. Cause I think your, your future is certainly bright. I appreciate it. I, as always, thank you. I'm always willing to hop back on and yeah, you're making this thing turn into a reality. So that's, that's doing, the best thing. Doing the best I can, my man, you know, with, with, with what I got to work with. But no, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it, too, and um, watch all you guys grow. Everybody that, you know, any any Turntable Teachers alumni that have been on the show, like, to, like all, shout out to all you guys. And I'm, I, I, I pull for all of you all the time. So, uh, you, 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 you know, you're the second time you've been on the podcast. You're always welcome. But, you know, I hope you know you're not done quite yet. I got my last question. The big one. The big kahuna. Dream song scenario, baby. Here we go. The one, so you, the one where you were like, what's the, what, this all sounds great, but like, what's the dream song scenario? I'm like, well, here you go. So dream song scenario is here for the fans of our show. This is obviously like my favorite uh, question to ask. It's usually artists favorite question. I ask if you can make a dream song with any artist dead or alive. Okay. I'll structure it for you a little bit. You get a producer or a couple producers if you want, and then you get three artists on that song. So someone do the hook uh two guest verses and you get a verse or if you know if you want to do the hook then you can get you know three verses if you want but basically producer or two three guest features for the song can be anybody dead or alive who is on that china blue song take as much time as you need okay it's so it's my song your song song. yes yes and i'm singing a hook on it okay if well no you can well you can do a verse and then get someone to do the hook and then two verses or you can do the hook if you want and just get verses so it's it, I, there's a little bit of freedom there however you want uh, but traditional like three verse song yeah i'm gonna have kanye produce my track nice and then i'm gonna bring michael jackson back for the main hook okay that killer chorus i love it and then put a weird one in there put sting sting, sting. i want to see him feature on a kanye track I didn't see that coming. I like that. You got one more. You, you, you got one more too. Um. Then I'll bring on like the rap feature. Throw Kendrick on there. Ooh, that that's interesting. Kanye West production, China China Blue featuring Michael Jackson, Kendrick Lamar, and Sting. What a what a what a. I think i think in the history of the turntable teachers that is by far the most expansive dream song that we've had like the most just like opposite ends of different things that but those are some musical geniuses and even kanye would say himself so you know work yeah throw it like a little auto-tune on sting with some reverb against like yeah i don't know it might go crazy I yeah I mean hey it's it, this it was it's your dream song so you can do whatever it is you want with it so that's dude that was that would be that would that could be a fun one. That could be a fun one. I like I like that. So like I said, China Blue featuring Michael Jackson, Sting, and Kendrick Lamar produced with production from Kanye West. Probably be a hit, people. But uh, hey, man. Well, like I said, thank you so much for being here. This was a lot of fun. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. You know, socials, all that good stuff. Um, at the China Blue on everything, um, and then on Spotify, just type in the China Blue. If you haven't heard it yet, my new song, Afford, it's out on streaming platforms. Give it a listen. I'm really excited about that one. And video coming real soon. Thank you. 
Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. So we will link his, uh, we will link afford it in the description, shaking bodies as well. Both those will be linked in the description as well as China blues, uh, Instagram. So make sure you guys go follow him, stream those songs. If you, especially if you liked the, the, uh, the little sample we played earlier in, in the, uh, in this episode, if you're a, chi- a fan of China blue and you're just coming on to us for the first time, follow us at turntable teachers on Instagram. You can find, um, our website, www.turntableteachers.com. We got all the latest podcast episodes, blogs, merchandise, you know, got a lot of different, different uh, types of content coming out. Big, big 2021 coming for us. And, uh, we got, we got a building quite the team back here. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Subscribe to us on YouTube, all that good stuff. And, uh, that all is also linked in the description. So once again, thank you so much to China blue for being here. This was a lot of fun, great episode. And, uh, you are obviously welcome back anytime. And I uh, can't, can't, we will be plugging away those, uh, the, the new songs and, and music video when, uh, when they do come out. Yeah, thank you again. Can't wait to be back on soon. Awesome, my man. All right. Well, I'm Mike. This is China Blue with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Turn-tale. 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 Turn-tale.